Welcome, fellow last places, to another episode of LPF Debrief, where Chris and I talk about comic books, TV shows, and movies. And on today's episode, we will be discussing Disney Plus's Ahsoka series, episodes one and two, that is written by Dave Filoni, the best Star Wars mind. Um, there's no argument there. Anyone who wants to argue with me, you can at me. But um, yeah, there's no argument. He's the best. Right, Chris? For sure. Exactly. 100%. So, so he's the best uh, writer, and he is going to give us this. Um, he's given us Ahsoka, and there's a long story. I know you guys haven't heard from us from a while, but we've been dropping some stuff here and there. Been busy, but we'll have everything for you guys, uh, you know, coming up. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be dropping some more stuff. And, um, yeah, so let's get right into it, basically. Um, Ahsoka is one of those characters that people just start to fall in love with uh, because as an OG um, Clone Wars fan, I remember how many people was so pissed off when they announced that Anakin would have a Padawan, um, all this stuff. They, the Star Wars community hated the idea. So don't let people come out here talking about some like a majority of people were not day one Ahsoka fans. Mm. I just want to put that out there. So don't get blinded by that. Dave Filoni made people care about this character and they finally got, you know, involved in this character. So um, she's one of my favorite characters. I know Chris, you love her also. She's one of your favorites. Um, we actually got to meet Rosario Dawson. Um, I got a hug from her. So literally if we were doing the, so, um, because people are going to be like, where's the video version? Uh, it's been a while for us, so nothing's really set up for me because I just recently changed up my setup. Shocker. Um, but I was going to put up the picture of us yeah. uh, with her in the in we'll the do, video. So we'll do it for the next, next on the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll we got to flaunt that. And also, I, yeah. Also, <laughs> shout out to Ashley Erkenstein, also, who is the OG Ahsoka. We can't even mention the character without mentioning her. Um, she's played such an influential part of the character, especially, uh, in the Clone Wars series. And if you read the book, uh, she actually, and listen to the audio book, she actually does the voice, um, the reading for it too, which is really cool experience because, uh, that book is written in first person. So she basically, you know, it sounds like Ahsoka speaking to you about the story. So, um, definitely check that out if you want some backstory. So going into backstory and all that stuff, um, <laughs> Chris, before we get into any of that, expectations going into the show. I know you're a big uh, Ahsoka fan. Um, what was your expectations going into this sh uh, to this show? Uh, expectations. I was mostly thinking, okay, this is going to be. They're going to come out strong, kind of like whenever Mandalorian first showed up, and sure enough, they did. It was like a um, uh, that opening sequence of uh, us getting our you know our villains in the beginning. And uh, also the the shot of Ahsoka in uh, the temple like that. Everything's just kind of quiet. It was just more of that Western like feel kind of like Mando had uh, in the beginning. Um, and those were the expectations I had. It was it was one of those things where it's like, OK, I know that he's going to they're going to come out the gate pretty strong and set things up. Um, so my expectation was because, uh, uh, you know, Star Wars and Marvel right now are kind of hurting. In a way, um, uh, I would say Marvel more than Star Wars. To 
Beyond. Marvel more than Star Wars. I think we waited. Uh, I think we're more marveled out right now waiting for Star Wars. So now we have Star Wars and then, you know, people, it kind of flip flops. Like people got yeah. Star Wars out last time and they were like, we want more Marvel. So I think it's, it's going back around. I but, actually um, plan on doing a video on, on this exact topic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, but no. uh, she, she's I, show so far. The show's fantastic. I love the show. Uh, I only had one issue, which we'll get to later on and you'll probably uh, solve for me and, make everything right again because yeah. you normally do but uh overall yeah my expectation coming in i knew it was going to be a strong start uh i always with these shows it's kind of like it's not like dc dc for me right now is where i'm at i'm at a point with dc where it's like okay i will believe it when i see it so i kind of wait for that for these i go in with the expectation of like no this is going to be good so um yeah, I was one of the few. There was a lot of people that I work with, too, that are kind of some of them were a little worried about what they were going to do to the story uh, until they said it was, you know, Rebels season five. Yeah, season five. And sure enough, it is. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. I, I feel bad for Brie, though. She didn't see Rebels. So yes, whenever it, she saw. Yeah. yeah. And when so, she saw me yeah. and all that, it was like, oh, man, I had to explain who it was. <laughs> yeah. So um, this show. Uh, I had no, my expectations going in was high because Dave Filoni is writing it. Um, and honestly, anything Dave Filoni touches, I am going to be, uh, have a high expectation from because he's warranted that expectation from me, uh, because he hasn't failed me in any <laughs> fashion of star Wars, anything that he's written. I mean, obviously the, the first couple of episode, uh, seasons of clone wars was a rocky start, but I get what he was trying to do now in the long run than when it was happening live. But um, anything he pretty much touches, I, I like I said at the beginning of this episode, I think he has the best Star Wars mind. I think he has the best, um, the care for the 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 content. Um, I don't think anyone matches him. I know John Favreau is doing a really good job too, but like Dave Filoni just has this mind for Star Wars that I don't think can be replicated by anyone. So... He just understands the the he understands the world itself, and he shows that in everything he kind of touches. Where and the thing that I love about Dave Filoni is that it's not just subjective to one thing. Like he did a whole ep like whole Clone Wars series, which he was able to tackle the clones themselves, their relationship, the relationship with Ahsoka, the relationship he get he has the best Obi Wan to Anakin like that storyline that's in there is better than the, than the prequels by a long shot. Like, and they weren't even on there as much like the, the relationship dynamic means more to me in clone wars than it did in any other prequels. So, uh, going in, that was kind of, you know, my expectations were already set high. And I know he did interviews saying that this was basically be season five of rebels. I didn't think, cause for the most part, when people say that, and especially, uh, lately when we've been dealing with Disney and Marvel where they're like, oh, this is going to impact the universe, like, you know, like very big. So I was kind of like, OK, well, I'll wait to see it to believe it. And yes, I believe it because <laughs> I feel bad for anyone who hasn't watched Clone Wars or Rebels, because watching that episode, th those two episodes as an outsider of not knowing what was going on, you have mm -hmm. no backstory. 
like on mm-hmm. any of those characters. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a good or a bad thing because obviously for me and you, Chris, who have watched both shows, for us, it it's we love it, right? Because we're kind of getting rewarded for being fans of the content from the beginning, right? So necessarily all that backstory, we don't necessarily need to waste any of the time for it because we already know it, right? Um, yeah. but normally when company, when, when people decide to do that, they kind of give you kind of a story of, Hey, this is what, this is what happened in the past here is just like, it was literally like, if you haven't watched any of this, you are going to be 100% lost. Like, because you don't know who Sabine is. You don't know who Thrawn is. You don't know who Ezra is. You don't know. There's just a, a long laundry list of characters you don't know who they are. So if you are listening to this, um, I would definitely recommend at least watching a video on YouTube. I know a lot of people do, you know, videos where pretty much preparing you for these episodes so that you can know some of these characters because um, the show itself is not going to provide you with that information. They already assume you know this information. So um, I, I don't know if I would consider that a gripe because again, from my point of view, it's not a big deal because obviously I've, I've, you know, been watching rebel. I watched rebels and, and clone wars as they came out. But, um, as a person who would be coming in for the first time, I could see why they, that was, would be confusing. I had friends who were texting me like, Hey, like what is going on? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, well, all of this was taken care of in rebels and, and in clone wars. Um, I know someone also made a list of the key episodes to watch. But basically, there's a lot of, 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 of backstory that you can catch up on. Um, I mean, if you're into the books, I definitely recommend reading the Thrawn trilogy, the new one, and the Ahsoka book, because the Ahsoka book actually tells you how she got her lightsabers, uh, the colors that they are, um, which is a really cool story. But um, yeah, so if you didn't watch any of that stuff, um, I definitely recommend watching that stuff. But just the gist, if, if, you, if, if I'll say so is basically, um, and where they are in the story, Ahsoka used to run around with the Rebels crew, which you saw in the first episode, uh, was it the first or the second episode, where they show the mural of um, the characters? It's the first, it's the first. Yeah, first episodes, you see the mural, that whole crew um, we used to, you know, run around together. They The Rebels TV show is all about that that crew, and their adventures, and basically how they met everyone, and how they interacted with the Star Wars universe, which is why you already see this close relationship between Sabine and Ezra. Um, you see a lot of these relationships between Sabine and uh, Ahsoka. Those were all made within the, that TV show, um, and they were done super well. Um, it's probably, I will stand by what I say. I think um, after season four of Clone Wars, I mean, season after season two of Clone Wars, up until Rebels, is the best Star Wars story ever. Period. I will I will kind of agree with it only cuz in Clone Wars, I think season 3 and 4 um I mean I mean it builds up the world and the lore but like it's more of the political yeah. stuff of Star Wars, so there's a lot of episodes i'm pretty sure it's three and four where they're like it's not there's not a fight it's a lot of them going like okay we're going to the separatists to have this meeting yes 
but and we need to f- negotiate and stuff. Those like are that. needed, it, though. All that's needed. yeah. They are they are very needed. Um, it's just one of those things where I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, it, um, it's just different because again, yeah, a lot of people were trained when they were watching Star Wars is that everything was lightsaber battles and etc. So like when you go into the focus of knowing that there's supposed to be a lot of fighting because that's what you get from the movies essentially. Um, besides, um, a new hope, but, um, the movies essentially kind of train your brain that the, like, but having those whole backstories of what happens in the world besides, you know, just the fighting and the political parts and all that, that plays such a big impact on star Wars, because at the end of the day, the rebels are rebels because of political reasoning. Like, you know what I mean? And they're not just rebels because we have cool lightsabers and we're Jedi's like there was a reason why we got to that point. And the reason we got to that point was because they're being politically oppressed. Like the people are being oppressed by the, and that was the way that the empire and the, um, essentially took over is because they wanted to take all the resources and all those things. And that's why, um, that's really important. And Dave Filoni in those seasons, uh, very, tackled those issues and why you're getting these characters who want to fight and who want to rebel against the empire that so um he does a really good job at 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 doing that but that's why i said for me um and honestly my favorite character who is you know is thrawn has nothing to do with lightsabers and stuff like that anyway so um for me that was always my favorite like some of my favorite stuff about clone wars that's why i say that um so fluently like that's why i think it's the best writing um i just think it's also again the relationship between anakin and ahsoka uh the relationship between anakin i mean ahsoka and um uh rex and like all of those stories are just pure gold and it's what i've always wanted from the movies um even though i'm you know i love our original sequel i mean our original um uh trilogy and stuff like that but like this deep dive is what I've always wanted. So that's why I say that openly. And again, that's objective. It's just me personally. I think I re- always recommend anytime I say someone's getting into Star Wars, I n- always recommend Rebels and, <laughs> and Clone Wars because I feel like it's a necessity. And I'm glad that they're bringing um, the spirit world stuff into mm-hmm. it. Uh, we saw the, I'm going to call it the cosmic whale. Yeah. Uh, we saw a glimpse of it again and I'm like, man, they're still going with this and I'm really enjoying it yeah. um, because there are some episodes in the animated series that are like they're adding to the um, the Jedi uh, basically religion mm-hmm. and um, you get to see more of that. Uh, and it's there's some cool stories there that don't get told. And also that explains how Ahsoka comes back um or where she was like you you see more of her journey and how she got there and it's and it's insane um and explains why ezra did what he did to Mm -hmm. to save everybody else yeah um yeah man it's which got alluded to also um as we you know kind of jump because i know a lot of people are going to be like i have because i know people who haven't watched those shows and that's the only reason why we're kind of getting deep into those um and Cause I feel like it's very necessary for what's the explanation of what's going on in this show. But basically a lot of that backstory and a lot of those things happened within the Clone Wars and Rebels TV show. Um, so basically we, you know, fast track to where we are now. 
we've seen Ahsoka in the in Mando, um, where she made her first live action appearance, um, and basically, you know, was able to see Grogu and um all those things and just basically know uh the ways of the Jedi. And just so everyone knows who hasn't watched Clone Wars, um, but Ahsoka was training to be a Jedi and then walked away from it. So she is very much she's very much the great like the definition of a gray jet like I don't even want to say a gray Jedi because like she's not, but like she's literally in the middle, right? Like she she does some of her practices based off of what the Jedi do, but she also doesn't like to conform herself directly to that path. So that's why it was um interesting when she spoke to Hugin. Um, when basically was like, um, how did you get like, how did you get a hold of this? And she was basically like, not the way of the Jedi. Like, you know, what I mean, she makes it a point yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, like I didn't do it. There's things that I'm going to do differently. Um, so it's very interesting because even then when we get to the end of basically the end of episode two, and I know I'm jumping a little bit, but when when she finally accepts like tell Sabine that yeah I'll do it like you know she does call her a Padawan still so like it's a very interesting line that she toes and she just wants to be a person who marches at her own beat which is why a lot of people like Ahsoka because she's not tying herself down to this but she still does believe in some things that the Jedi do um she does believe in the rebellion and um the fact that she doesn't want to see people have to deal with um the struggle and being oppressed but she also is like, I don't feel like the Jedi way is the best way to combat that. So it's a re- she's a really cool, cool story, like cool character because she has so many layers and complexity to her. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, that issue that I had, well, one, if you have any questions at all, please leave a uh, well, can they leave comments on the on the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. audio? Leave a comment and we'll try to answer it through, uh, throughout the show if you have comments or questions about the cartoon or uh, anything about the show. Um, my issue so far was uh, Hera, ta- the first interaction with Ahsoka and Hera, mm-hmm. um, she's like, you know, oh, they have abilities just like you do. Like kind of the way she kind of came about, it seemed like she was new mm-hmm. to uh to jedi and i was like uh you spent a lot of time well (laughs) remember yeah she did but also like Hera only knew basically of maul essentially she didn't know like you know the whole like obviously she knew she knows what ahsoka can do and all that stuff but Hera's like she they haven't they haven't seen any anyone besides maul really uh, when you think of like Sith, essentially, uh, not that I can think uh, of the Inquisitors, which yeah, I don't the really... Inquisitors who, you know, they have some kind of force sensitivity, but she will. I think she was portraying it more as it was more honed like Ahsoka's, meaning I think she was trying to harp on the fact that um, it was closer to the Jedi than it was to the Sith. I think that's what her thing was. I think that's what she was trying to portray um because the whole thing with uh Balin skull um which r.i.p ray stevenson um yeah man that's yeah. i forgot about i'm not gonna lie i forgot about that and then yeah, at the end of the first episode yeah. where it's uh you know 
for our friend Ray, I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, I for- yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah. So it uh, um so as him and being that we found out his backstory where he was a former Jedi and now he's become a mercenary. Um, and then they're kind of following that Sith path also because they're the things of two because Shin Hadi um, is his apprentice. So it's it's actually, I love, and this is what I was talking about with Dave Filoni, right? And how in, in like ingrained the Star Wars lore is because every Sith are supposed to have two. Like that the rule of two is a big thing. That's why you have your, you know, that was, you know, you have your um you have Palpatine, Anakin, like you know, Palpatine Vader, like that's that's the whole like it's supposed to be uh of two, and then obviously one of them goes away at some point because they're Sith and they just turn on each other. But it's always cool that like you have your rule of two and he still follows that rule of two, and that's why uh Balin has an apprentice. So for those who didn't know about the rule of two of um of the Sith. So yeah. yeah, when that happened, basically, I think she was trying to allude to that he was a former Jedi, or at least seemed like a former Jedi to her. And I think that's where her confusion came in. Um, but I, I can see where you're coming from, where it did sound like she thought it was new. But that's that's how I took it. I took it as she was saying, "Oh, like they're very similar to the the things that like you can do as far as like the exact kind of training." I think. Yeah, um, I also enjoyed how um, Ahsoka still has kind of like, even though she's supposed to be older and uh, supposed to be like, you know, the wise one of everything. And she is um, she still has that that edgy attitude that she had from the cartoons, because whenever Sabine loses the map, you see on her face like her holding it in of like she was bro. Yeah, because (laughs) the thing is, and and this is what happens where like. You know, she clearly told Sabine, she said, do not take this out of here. Like, you can't take this out of here. I need, like, it has to stay on the ship. And then it's one of those, you know, I told you so moments that you get upset when you tell somebody something and they don't listen. And then the thing that you were trying to prevent happens anyway. <laughs> like, And I think that's what where she was just like, you've done enough. Like, thank you. But no, thanks. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Like, because you took it out of here. Like, and then even her... And like you were saying, she still has that calm approach, though, because even when she was talking to Hera after that, she was just like, yo, she took the damn map without like, you know what I mean? Like after I told her not to. And then you guys are trying to tell me like to bring her on as my apprentice. But the funny thing is, is that Sabine is so so similar to Ahsoka. And I think that's one of those things that where they always say, you know, you get you see yourself in the mirror. So like, mm-hmm. and it just makes you more upset because you're seeing the qualities that you have do the same thing. Because in Clone Wars, we know Ahsoka had a lot of those qualities towards Anakin, right? Where it's just very like, you know, I'm I'm very uh, I want to be free fl- flowing through all of this stuff, right? And Anakin's like, wait, no, slow down. But Anakin was also one of those people who did the same thing to Obi Wan, right? Like he was just like. Obi-Wan would be like, yo, Anakin, chill out. And Anakin's like, nah, I've got this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do something wild. So it's yeah. it's, it's a everlasting relationship between Padawan and, and Master because it's always a thing where it's like you want them to kind of follow these rules, 
but you also don't want to take away from who they are. So you have to kind of try to maneuver around it. And I think they did a good job at showing that's why it takes a certain level of patience, right? Like that's why even with, you know, even Yoda and Luke, right? We still, we had very much um, interactions where there was things that Luke did that Yoda was just like, dude, seriously, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's not what I told you to do. So, and then as we saw even Luke get older, right. And it, it becomes a very different kind of thing. So I think that, that, um, troubling, uh, your, your, your apprentice troubling your, your, your masters is, um, is a great dynamic that they always show in, um, in Star Wars. And that, like you were saying, Ahsoka has that edge and that's just, you know, the basis of her character. And, you know, obviously Rosario Dawson just being, you know, Rosario Dawson shows, has like that perfect, uh, I guess like she shows that attitude a little bit, you know what I mean? In, in certain yeah. scenes. Yeah. So it's portrayed very well because it's like that really kind of face. And she has, she has a really good, are you serious kind of face? Like, you know what I mean? Just cause like, that's just been Rosario Dawson throughout her career. Yeah. Right. Like she has that, you can't be serious, bro. Like kind of face. So, um, that's why it was, it, it kind of portrays perfectly. Um, and it's that perfect blend. And of course, like I was saying, Dave Filoni's di- directed the first episode. So there's no one who knows the character better, right? Than the person who essentially created the character. Um, exactly. So it, that's why it's, that's why when I was talking about my expectations, I was really happy because Dave Filoni knows this character and it's a story about a character that he created. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Anything going on here and he's the perfect person to put this character in this, this, this world, but also to establish how they interact with the outs with all of Star Wars. So that's why I wasn't worried too much about this show at all. Uh, some of my favorite things is that um, well, we're not ending yet, but I did love Hugin. Hugin is hilarious. Like the droids are always funny. I was just about to say that. I was on the tip of my tongue too. Yeah, like, Hugin, I was like all the droids. Yeah, yeah, droids are always great, and that's something that. Dave also likes to shine, like shows a shine on because we also see our boy Chopper, aka the most violent, <laughs> aka the most violent droid in the galaxy, because he always chooses violence. Always, Chopper always mm-hmm. chooses violence. And if you guys watch Rebels, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, do you? I had a feeling throughout when, when, during Chopper scene that I feel like they're going to approach the droids differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 maybe for the next movies and stuff, like when we see R2 and the beeps that they yeah. do, cause Chopper, you can understand the way Chopper was talking, yeah. you could understand like, you know, like, did you touch my stuff? And yeah. she's like, no, did you check under the thing? And you can hear him say like, I found it yeah. and everything. you like, you kind of those undertones. And I was like, all right, I, I was enjoying it. I was, I put a smile on my face cause I was like, okay, I can actually understand, but it's not too much mm-hmm. of like. Oh, he's basically talking at this point. Yeah. It was just enough to be like, okay, I can hear the tones of like, oh, I found it. Yeah. Oh, it's over here. Hey, we need to do this. Try this. Did you do this? And all this other stuff. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think that that's always been the goal. Like, I think the goal is to, once you get it to a certain point, you can understand it, right? Like, yeah. And again, this goes back to what we, I was saying before. You have the backstory with, with Chopper. So like, you've watched four seasons of, of rebels. So it's not even the fact that like, I don't feel like he's saying anything differently, but you also kind of just know 
we know like chopper has a personality and we know it like you know what i mean so like for you it's a little bit easier i would say to like kind of like decipher it because you know the character you know opposed to like even but you're right where they did they did shoot it and make it sound like he was saying like they the way they shot it made it really feel like he was saying words and you could understand the cadence but i also think because we kind of have a relationship with chopper you can understand chopper because of the 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 like that's how dave filoni designed chopper to be because like even with r2d2 i think we can still understand when r2d2 is like oh come on seriously like we're doing this again i think they still do a good job at that too so um i think droids the way that they're being handled now more than ever is the best like i think just even with um bb8 like i just think the droids i think and i I definitely think this has to do with obviously financials too because droid merch sells more than probably anything else (laughs) besides like uh you know like like uh um like grogu stuff but like oh yeah droids Joys kind of have that like personality to where it's like, oh, well, like they're not necessarily like they're not bad. They're not good. They're just dependent on whoever they're with. And I think also the cool colors, like, you know, you have so many different colored droids, like, you know what I mean? And now we're seeing so many different relationships with droids. Um, I think they're, they've always have like this special thing because that's just everyone in Star Wars kind of has a droid. So I do love how they're taking care of droids because I mean my favorite droids K two from. I was Rogue just about One. to say, uh, yeah, K two. Uh, what what's this? What's the droid's name in this? Uh, which one? The the one that's Hugin? uh, Ahsoka's Hugin? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it is Hugin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's up there with K two. Like yeah. I want them to have a conversation. That whole that whole moment where Sabine's like hacking in. <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hera's like, you should go for it. He's yeah. like, you're a hologram. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you have no opinion. <laughs> you know what was, I mean? <laughs> it was so funny because she was just like, well, I mean, he's not lying. But, like, he was just like, yo. He was like, it was the very much the, like, yo, hold on. No. Like, I'm not here to get blown up. Like, you, yeah, that, that works for you because you don't, you're going to, you're not going to get blown up. But also, yeah. when he ripped into Sabine, when he was just like, after the, the whole fight, which, the fight scenes were fantastic too, by the way. Yes. I don't want to yeah. look past that. But um he when they were talking about like hit hey, after the loss and all that stuff, and she's basically like, he's just like, Well, he's like, you know, she's like, I'm I'm not the Jedi like that Ezra is. And he was like, Yep, you sure not? <laughs> yeah. It was basically he's like, like nope. <laughs> he's like, You damn right. He's like, out of all of them, <laughs> yeah. all of them. Be the I've I've met a lot. Yeah. I've met a, quite a bit. And then also he was spitting facts about, you know, when she was complaining, like, oh, have you been training? Oh, well, my trainer abandoned me. He's like, that's no excuse. Like, yeah. that's not that's no excuse yeah. for you to stop training. Like, mm-hmm. that's the, that's on you. Like, yeah. yes. Is it bad that she left? Yes. Right. But also don't use that as, as something excuse. as a cru- as a as a crutch of yeah. like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah. So and I I that moment between the, those two was yeah. was fantastic it was really good yeah and and again i mean that whole fight it showed obviously that there's levels right and um she's using ezra's thing i think definitely you know fight might have been a little bit different if we had the dark saber but we ain't gonna talk about that you know we ain't gonna talk about mm-hmm. that because um for those who don't know uh sabine had her stint with the dark saber um 
in Rebels, which is why a lot of people, again, we we go, we get really excited when we saw certain things in Mando because a lot of us have seen these things in Rebels. And um, that's what's really cool about the whole thing. And basically, Sabine, you know, did pretty good, though. I, I will say she held her own, um, but it was clear that she didn't get training. But I did have an issue with the fact that I don't understand how she survived her stab. And I know there's a complex story. We can go on for days on different ways that she might have of, of did that. Um, but there's no way. Okay, because Qui-Gon had the same issue with got stabbed the same way and he nah, in the mid he got stabbed like in the middle. I yeah. I think where her stab wound is is off to the side like on her hip. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the excuse. I feel like it's one of those things like in the movies whenever somebody gets shot in the hip and they and they wake up and they're like, Yeah, the bullet missed all your organs. Like I feel like it's one of those things of like you're you're lucky it went clean through like she didn't touch anything else. Because the spot that it's in, I think everybody else, Qui-Gon was like it was dead center mm-hmm. for Qui-Gon. Um and I, I think you might have to rewatch that clip again because yeah, like no, they, they made could, sure specifically it's yeah, off to the side. You could see it off to the like, side oh, okay. too. I'm yeah. just saying that it was close enough to where people are gonna be like, wait a second, why did she why was she able to survive this and Qui-Gon wasn't? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and that that's just something you're gonna get from, you know, people who are gonna say stuff like that. Um, but I mean, in a sense, it it is tough because once you do a kind of a stab wound too, it um obviously we know the heat and all that closes the wound quickly. So like there's, you know, so even though uh, you're getting stabbed and you're pulling it out, um, that wound does close because that's just basically how the heat from it works. So um, yeah, so there's, there, there's a lot of things that, um, that I, like I said, enjoyed about this episode. I think uh, where we're going story-wise, I, like I said, all the action scenes to me were, were amazing. Um, I thought, they really show the essence of Ahsoka's ability to fight and how she fights, um, which I think is is really cool. Like they just show very much how she's very agile, how she's very quick. Um, also shows you a little bit of Anakin in her, which obviously makes sense because that was her master. Um, and again, the the show that the show is getting cared for the way that you would expect it because Dave Filoni's in control. Yeah, I also just a side note wanted to point out in the beginning when um, Sabine is supposed to be at the uh, the celebration. Yeah, I looked at Bree uh, when Clancy Brown comes up and he's I was like, I was like, you know, who that is she's like, no, I was like, it's Mr. <laughs> it's Mr. Krabs. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I could think of at that whole moment. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that man's been in a lot of Star Wars stuff, voiced a lot um, throughout. Uh, and I think it was cool. Do you think we see uh, Ashley in I the show? So. I there's there's no I I would I would be willing to bet that um, we see her there. I I don't I just don't see Dave Filoni not wanting to put her in. Like you know what I mean? Like or finding a way to put her somewhere, um, especially when they you know. If it, just following the track history, right, mm-hmm. of how he takes care of people from Star Wars, we saw what they, what him and um, John Favreau did for uh, Ray, um, who plays Jar Jar, 
like and and found a way to put him into you know the story again i can't see um i can't see them not putting ashley in there i i just uh also her relationship is never staggered with star wars she's always promoting ahsoka's content like her and i from what i see her and rosario have a good relationship so i can't yeah. see her not showing up somehow yeah yeah I, I i just wouldn't see so um yeah i can't see them not not putting her in but um yeah and and again a lot of this ep these two episodes uh were basically uh if you didn't watch rebels and clone wars please go watch a short video on it uh just so you can kind of understand where these characters because you know we're going to see our boy zeb here soon which we already saw in um what was he in, he in andor 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 yes he was in andor in the bar so in the bar yeah. yes so we did see zeb already um you know so and uh, obviously it's it's only a matter of time till we find thrawn uh my oh favorite. wait 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 i lied not andor it was the last season of of Mando. Mando. Yes. Yeah. Mando. Yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking the other guy that his, his partner yeah. kept running into Mando. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're you know, it's not too. And then we're going to see Thrawn. And obviously, we already saw the hologram of Ezra. Um, Ezra's letting us know why he made that decision and saying, you know, the relationship he has with Sabine. So um, there was, again, for the people who did watch Rebels and Clone Wars, I feel like you get an extra, you're kind of where you need to be as far as story wise. Cause you're like, Oh, those two episodes were just fine. Like I didn't, uh, this is, we're just continuing, you know what I mean? But, um, for the people who haven't, I'll definitely recommend watching those or at least a briefing of it. Uh, but you should totally watch it so you can get all of the emotions. Cause I feel like the briefing doesn't give you the emotions that you have to go through. And then you get really invested in these characters because I mean, the Ezra storyline with him and Kanan, like it's just, it's it's amazing. It it really is a thing of like of work. Like just it's just perfect. So and then the Ahsoka storyline and even in the last season of Clone Wars, uh, with the, the that ending with uh, Ahsoka and Anakin, and of course you know we're probably going to see Hayden Christensen at some point as a uh, as a Force ghost uh, in this in this uh, show. So I'm I'm excited for what we're going to get moving forward. Um, I can't wait to, you know, see where he takes us. And I'm also interested to see where this ends, because I think we're going to be in a very interesting space once this ends, because I feel like if you bring Thrawn back, it will give us our like it's going to give us that hair of the Empire storyline, which was post Empire. If you guys haven't read those, they're no longer canon, but Dave Filoni definitely wants to uh, push towards that. So where he's going to basically make Thrawn become kind of like the, the heir to the empire. And then just because all this is happening around the same time Mando's happening, it'd be really cool for that Mando movie that they say that just well, remember. Yeah. Cause I don't think Ahsoka gets a second season. No, no, I think this it, is a mini series. Yeah. So it's this we get, I think Mando gets one more season or no. Yeah. I think one, one more season, season and then a movie and then the movie and the movie is supposed to close up everything yeah and i think it's going to be dope if obviously thrawn is that main thing and then you get mando ahsoka sabine like mm -hmm. ezra like i think that's how you set up a great movie and especially because it warrants the animated series right where i feel like for a long time we kind of 
shied away from that, like you and kind of shied away from it being connected. Um, so it's really cool that now it's, it's at the forefront. It's like purposely like, because again, I will say this again, everyone should watch those cause they're really good. Um, but now they're in the forefront of like, yo, these are canon. These are important. So we're, and these are great stories. So we're pushing these stories. And I think that's why star Wars is being successful right now. And it's kind of like where that back seat is because now we're waiting for star Wars to come out. Kind of like what you alert, uh, alluded to because mm-hmm. now we're getting less star Wars. So the more, so when we get star Wars, it's more impactful, right? So like it, especially when you're pushing stories that people don't know yet, um, it's more impactful because it's like we waited for this. And as far as Marvel goes, Marvel's is just dropping too much at the same time and there's no clear direction. Right. And I think that's the important thing. I want to do a whole thing on that. So I'll save a lot of my points for that. But um, basically um, that's what's going on here. And I think that's what making this show uh, really, at least for me succeed um, in the early things, but I definitely can see why to, why after these two episodes, people would be very confused. Mm. So, um, also, you guys think freaking Moth Gideon's a bad man? Oh man! Uh, if you don't know who Thrawn is, Thrawn is a bad don't man. Thrawn's <laughs> not a bad man. He's a he's uh, a bad. Man. No, he's not. He's not. He's uh, you know, listen, misunderstood. He's just a <laughs> tactical genius, you know. Like, and oh. I can't wait till to see that in live action. Uh, um, I'm really excited because <laughs> again, that's my favorite character. Um, that's been my favorite character before he hit hit Rebels. Uh, I was always at the, just because of the way that Timothy Zahn, who created Thrawn, uh, the way that he writes Thrawn and Thrawn's intellect and all that is, it's so good. And it's my favorite part of Star Wars because it's more, he deals more with the space battles and stuff like that and the, the strategic battle elements and not just, oh, we're going to have the force and all that stuff, but his game planning and tactics. Uh, I am so excited for when he shows up. I cannot wait. So before we wrap it up, Chris, uh, favorite part of any of the two episodes oh i'm gonna go back to that conversation with sabim and um i keep forgetting his name uh who the droid uh hugan hugan mm-hmm. um i i really liked the whole uh it, it kind of hit deep of because i i'm surrounded by not surrounded but there, i run into a lot of people that that make excuses for themselves and mm-hmm. the fact that he's like, you need to like, you need to stop blaming everybody else and and get on it. Yeah. Um. I really, like I said, I really enjoyed, it and it was a wake up call because she just kept. Uh, you can ask Bree too. I was sitting there every time he was talking. As soon as he was done, I was like, mm, mm, yeah, mm. because mm. <laughs> she just kept trying to one after another, excuse yeah. after excuse. He's like, nope, nope. <laughs> like you ain't getting away with that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I I I love that moment. And then the other moment I would say is um. The inspection mm-hmm. when oh, they yeah. go into the that whole sequence. the empire scene and all that, yeah, yeah, because oh, that's what I forgot to mention. Yeah. Uh, the cold moment of Ahsoka fighting the Inquisitor, mm-hmm. right? He gets on the ship and he calls for the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even turn yeah. around; she just moves to the side, and yeah. it you know comes past her. Um, yeah, that whole that whole moment was just badass. Yeah, because she dope. knew she was uh, like she knew she been knew you through it. Like you know, yeah, well, catch her yeah. on the okie doke. Like yeah, exactly. You know? so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it definitely shows that. But again, her facial expression being cool and 
collected like it it, it also shows her growth right because we uh it shows that growth between them you know what i mean um mm-hmm. uh, and between her character because she has always been very aggressive like the old ahsoka probably would have tried to jump on that ship like you know what i mean like yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean but seeing her being like you know what let's live to fight another day like it wouldn't be the smartest tactic to do this um that's what i appreciate about this like just showing the growth and especially as reading all of her content and stuff her growth has has been amazing for how like who she's become so um my favorite part will definitely i would say is um i I agree with the sabine conversation i thought that was really like at home where it was really like hey like don't like you can't feel sorry for yourself yeah it sucks that she left you um out there but you could have still trained even if it wasn't you know you weren't led by your master you were still should have been like trying to keep up with what you could do you know what i mean because you had a lightsaber you had all those things like you had all the tools you needed you just chose not to continue training you know you yeah prove them the, prove yeah. them wrong that's so, a, that's the that's the moral of it is I, prove them yeah. wrong and i love that <laughs> she kind of like soaked that all in and it was like you know what i'm ready she cut her hair again she was like we're going back to the old sabine uh you mm-hmm. know got the 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 mandalorian mask so it's, it's going to be very interesting especially when Sabine and because I feel like you know obviously she's going to meet like Mando at some point and like that whole all those interactions because Bo-Katan was a big part of Rebels too so like it's going to be very interesting when all of that meshes all together again so uh, I'm really excited moving forward Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for us guys we will be dropping these for you guys weekly I think they come out Wednesdays I'm not sure Uh, I think the Tuesday thing was just a special Um, but they're going to drop Wednesday, so we'll have try to have those out for you um, so we can be on it uh, weekly, all right? But It's uh, actually, uh, real quick, mm-hmm. Alan, uh, the, they're going to 9 o'clock instead of um, to 9 o'clock, which is midnight in California. So yeah. it's a midnight release, so it's Wednesday for Cal- people in California, uh, you know, in that time zone, and then it's 9 o'clock on Tuesday for us. That's the, that's the issue there. So it's technically coming Wait, out on Tuesday for us. That doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't it be nine o'clock? Wouldn't it be midnight for us and nine o'clock for them? Oh wait, is it that? Yeah, because they're three hours. Yeah, it is back. that. Yeah, 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 they're three hours back. Yeah, okay, or yeah. we're three hours back. No, 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 they're, they're three, three hours. hours. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, confusing was, everybody. Yeah, anyway, yeah, we're confusing everyone because I was like, no, somebody, I, I, I know for sure. One of us gets it at nine, and yeah. one of us gets it at midnight. Yeah. So uh, that that that's the that's the thing. So it's still Wednesday. <laughs> so for Eastern, for our Eastern yeah. listeners, it's still Wednesday. So we'll try to probably have it out by thursday like either that wednesday or thursday or friday just really depends on when chris and i watch it so yeah uh, just be on the lookout for that make sure you are following us on all the stuff and uh yeah next time we'll be on video for you guys so you guys can see uh our faces (laughs) so until next time fire team